0: Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Well, Anchor Daily listeners, it's here, August. And with August comes the end of Acts. Do you know when we started studying Acts? March 28th over three months ago. Crazy, right? It's a bittersweet day as we finish one of the coolest books in the Bible. Ready for another question? How many years took place during the book of Acts? I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay, got your guess? Pentecost, that's 50 days. Peter and the apostles doing miracles and such. Saul enters the picture. One or two things happened in his time. Doing some math, carry the one. Answer is about 30-ish years. 30 wild and crazy years. Andy Landon back with you again today, and I have the privilege of reviewing the last four chapters of the Book of Acts. There's a lot to cover, so let's dive right in. Speaking of diving in, how great are pools in the Tri-Cities during summer? It is legit hot here, and is there anything better than cooling off at the pool? When I was growing up, my brother and I would ride our bikes down to Indian Springs Swim Club almost every day and spend hours in the pool. Good times. Good times. But I'll come back to that later. So, to set the scene, Acts 21-24 through has Paul returning to Jerusalem and ending up in chains. One final confrontation with the Jewish leaders in chapters 21 and 22. And then in chapter 23, he's taken to Caesarea to be tried by Governor Felix. And we read about that account in chapter 24. Since Felix is the governor, I like to think of this as Paul being taken to Olympia. Big deal for sure, but not national news. Felix is waiting for a bribe, and when that doesn't happen, he just waits. Two years. Then, Portius Festus becomes the new governor. Chapter 25 As Festus trying to clear the backlog of cases. I can't condemn Paul because he hasn't done anything wrong, but he can't release him for fear of irritating the Jewish authority. Paul has appealed to Caesar, so Festus is stuck with this problem. Hmm. How do I get rid of this? Stall and make it someone else's problem. Enter King Agrippa. Festus can't really explain what's going on because it's all about Jewish religion and law, and he doesn't really know. So he figures, maybe I'll just let Agrippa hear him himself. And that's what Agrippa wants to do. Hear this crazy Paul himself. Now, Agrippa is a king with territory beyond Judea, so I kind of think of Paul of this as Paul appealing to the Ninth District Circuit Court. That's the court that covers the western U.S. for, for court stuff. Whatever it is. Anywho. Chapter 26 is Paul giving his testimony to the king and his wife, Bernice, and the king finding no fault in Paul. But, since Paul appealed to Caesar, so to Caesar he must go. Continue with my court's analogy, it is on to the Supreme Court for Paul. Now, chapter 27 is an amazing story in and of itself, with high seas, starvation, shipwreck, and a swim to Malta. Look! Another swimming illusion. Anyways. It almost felt like the one of the action movies that seems too implausible. The one where the hero's in peril, but you know they're going to live, so it becomes kind of ho-hum. We all know Paul is making it to Rome, so why are you even trying to hold him back? Chapter 28 has Paul and company on Malta for three months. Snake attacks and healing are the name of the game, and Paul gets to teach more people about Jesus. Acts ends with Paul in Rome waiting to talk to Caesar, who during this time was actually named Nero. Now, that was a bit confusing for me because I was thinking Caesar was his name, but whatever. So Paul is sitting and waiting and hosting people to tell them about Jesus. He was also writing letters, and as a matter of fact, four of those letters would become books in our New Testament. The talented and amazing Sarah Landon will talk about that tomorrow, so be sure to tune in for that. Okay, I'm exhausted. That was a recap of a whole lot of stuff that happened in a really short time. Paul swimming in troubled waters at seemingly every turn. But what about that swimming thing I alluded to earlier? And the fourth segue about swimming I just made? I am glad you asked. I love swimming, but I hated that every hour or so, we had to get out of the pool for a break. Remember that? Lifeguard blows the whistle. Tweet! And then you have to get out. So you sit on the edge with your feet in the water, just staring at the glassy water, begging to be jumped in. And you talk with your friends and just, you know, take a breather. Cool your jets, as my dad likes to say. Then, tweet, and it is back on like Donkey Kong. I kind of feel like those two years in Rome are Paul's pool break. Still hosting people and telling them about Jesus, but having some downtime to write some letters. I know personally, sometimes I need a forced pool break where I have to slow down and just reflect. Like with daily Bible reading and quiet time with God. Speaking of daily doses of the word, I hope you'll continue joining us on Anchor Daily as we move into the rest of the New Testament. A nice five to seven minute pool break during our otherwise hectic days. Catch you later, Anchor Daily listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.